You guys get us started in like two, three minutes. Yeah, I'm good to go whenever. All right. Sure. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Halftime with James Lake. Here with my two favorite guests, Tony and Tom. How are you guys doing? Doing great, James. Appreciate you letting us come on to the show with you. Oh, no problem. How'd your uh, your your thing go? It went well. Had an interview for an internship. Uh, we'll wait to hear back on it in a couple of days, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I I think it went pretty well, but you know who's to say at the moment? Yeah. Tom. How you doing? Uh, I can't complain. I'm home on break. Just did a little shopping trip, got oil changed, so productive, but ready to get down to a show. Oh, yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, some sad news. Franco Harris has um, passed away. Yeah, I saw that earlier this morning as we're coming up on the uh, anniversary of the, uh, you know, Immaculate Reception. It's yeah. one of the most famous plays in NFL history. Of course, everybody knows about it. You really can't think about the Steelers without thinking about old Franco Harris. So, unfortunate sure. to hear. Absolutely. For sure. Was anybody, were they supposed to be doing any kind of... Uh, um, 
I guess, memoir thing for the uh, Immaculate Reception? Like, was he supposed to make an appearance at the stadiums yeah. or anything? He was supposed to be there. Yeah, he was supposed to be there. Okay, I know. Was it, Is this going to be the 50th anniversary, I want to say? Yeah, it's, it's the 50th. It's the 50th, yeah. So this was definitely going to be the year that they were going to try and bring bring him back and do some stuff. Well, so, I'm sure they were going to try to bring that whole team back as much as they could. Well, so they were actually going to – the Steelers were going to retire the jersey number, 32, this at halftime this Saturday because as they, they have a whole game. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's truly some of the worst timing. Never a good time, yeah, but really sure. some of the worst here. Yeah, no, that that reporting comes of uh, comes from the New York Times. It's definitely, you know, it's, it's very sad timing. But I do think that this will certainly. You know, I would imagine that they're still planning a retiring jersey, and hopefully, it should be a very touching and fitting way to remember. You know, like Tony said, one of the one of the game's greatest moments. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah they, they 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 better not mess it up. They bet they really have to get it perfect in this one. They're going to be really uh, under a microscope for this this ceremony. Well, they're better than the Washington Commanders, so they should. <laughs> well, hopefully they're better. Yeah. Um, to move on to the next topic, Matt Ryan, after his second, after the second biggest loss in NFL history, has been benched for the one and only Nick Foles. Um, I mean, I can't say as I'm surprised as anybody that's listened to... Uh... For sure. Yeah, let's touch on rundown. I've never been a big fan of Matt Ryan going to the Colts. So, uh, is this something that you kind of expected to happen, James, or is this something that you're surprised about? I'm not surprised at all. They're four and eight. Uh, he just had the second biggest NFL uh, point comeback loss in his career, and he, he's just on. He's just been on a decline ever since he signed with this team. Yeah, he was just aging. I didn't really see anything good coming out of him um, for this team really at all or any team that was going to sign him. I did see after the comeback against, you know, obviously the Vikings, he's got like, he is now the quarterback that has had the largest regular season comeback against him, uh, Super Bowl comeback against him, NFC Championship comeback against him, and largest international game comeback against him. So he's just a... Bad luck charm at this point. Yeah. Even even if people think that he should be signed, don't sign him for that reason alone. Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, moving on to the next topic, the Tennessee Titans have signed Joshua Dobbs. For interestingly enough, Titans. When did they do that? Was that is that something today, they just did? today? Very break. It was very recent. They just did that today. Interesting. Okay. Also, yeah. Tristan Thorley to start against the Buccaneers. Okay, nice. I don't know. Um, I, I, want, I don't know why they brought Dobbs in with Malik Willis behind uh, Tannehill. I just wonder would if Tannehill were to get hurt, would it be Dobbs or Willis? Was Correct me if I'm wrong, but Willis was just drafted this past year, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I, I kind of thought that a lot of the fan base at least was a fan of Willis. I think from what I have seen online, people were kind of a fan of the pick um, and were looking forward to seeing him play. So I don't know if they're going to sign Joshua, Joshua Dobbs this soon. I mean, 
is that just a sign that Malik Willis really has been that bad in practice? It kind of has to be, right? Tom, can you hear him? Oh, there we go. I couldn't hear you for a second. What did you say? You said Joshua. You uh, you cut out on Joshua Dobbs. Ah, Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. Um, if they're gonna sign Dobbs right now with Malik Willis still being as young as he is, does this is this really a sign that Malik Willis has done absolutely nothing in practice? Has he been that bad? That's got to be the only reason they signed Joshua Dobbs. I mean, yeah, and also Tannehill is aging, so I mean. Who knows? Joshua Dobbs, the future starter for the Tennessee Titans. If Malik, I like, I have a hard time. I've, I struggle to believe that Malik Willis has been that bad. Well, I, I guess I don't know what else it could possibly be. Because oh, if yeah. this is supposed to be your quarterback of the future and you're already signing some other young guy, that can't really be a sign that they believe in you. I mean, there's no reason that an NFL team that believes in their young guy that they just drafted then go out and sign another young guy i mean he's if if it were me logically i gotta think that he must be terrible in practice and, well, and so, everything that seen from it so looking at sports news in general i believe it's because Tannehill is projected to not make the start i believe oh. so dobbs dobbs is uh is obviously not a veteran of the titans but i think he did play there in college but it's because they won't have they're likely to not have Tannehill be an active player, and so if he's not active, they want a backup. I believe Malik Wills is actually projected to get the start. Interesting. Yeah, he was. Uh, Tannehill was a non-participant yesterday uh, in Tuesday's walkthrough be- because of the ankle injury. So um, I don't know. I mean, this is this kind of has to be a sign that they expect Tannehill not to start, right? Yeah, it's definitely if, a good indicator. Yeah. If Malik Willis, but also. I didn't even know where I was going with that one. That's my bad. Malik Willis is going to be the starter. He's got to be. There's no way that they let Dobbs kind of take over this offense with, you know, it's Wednesday, the game's coming up. There's no way that they let him just take it over in a couple days. Um, but at the same time, yeah, no Dobbs. kind of what they did Dobbs. with Baker Mayfield in yeah. the Rams. Well, I don't think that well, – didn't Wolford start in that game? They had, I, but they had two other quarterbacks. They had Wolford and Perkins. So, but they just and they were both switching roles. And they just once Baker got there, they just let him take over. I wonder if they're going to let Dobbs and Willis kind of battle it out. Like maybe Willis makes a start and he plays the first quarter. Then they let Dobbs play the second. They just kind of give him each two quarters and see what they do. No, I think it's Willis's game. I, I think it's Willis's job to play for. When you draft someone in, in the third round do have a bit of value and capital invested. Again, I, I do think that Dobbs is, has been signed just because they need a body because their other backup quarterback, I believe, was signed by the Falcons because Marcus Mariota had knee surgery, so they needed a quarterback. They snatched uh, a, t- a Titans quarterback off the practice spot. So that's the only reason that we're going to Dobbs is they just need to fill a roster spot and have a backup. But I okay. want to know, the Browns had four quarterbacks they had Watson, Brissett, Kellen Mond, and Jacoby Brissett. I wonder if Kellen does that say anything about Kellen Mond? Because we haven't really seen anything from Kellen Mond, but they did decide to cut Dobbs instead of him. No, I think- and we have seen little glimpses of Dobbs, and they have been pretty good. Considering what I saw from Jacoby Brissett, I honestly 
if you told me the Browns weren't going to start Watson this season, I would have been like fine with that. Brissett played incredibly well. I don't think it says oh, anything yeah. about But I just think that it's interesting because we have not seen anything of Kellen Mond even in the preseason. He's a second-year player, right? If I am I wrong? I think so, and I don't think he got any time for the uh, Vikings either. He played against Tony. You were there he when he had the have gotten Mond one. St- the Packers, right? I think yeah. I think he may have gotten one start. Um, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't recall if Mon started that or not. Um, looking, so I'm looking at ESPN right now, and yeah, the, his his most recent game where he pl- got action, he didn't start, but he did play against the Packers in the blowout Packers victory. Oh, he cool. Had five okay. yards for zero, zero in the second game. He had yeah, five these yards are the, passing. These, these are the kind of quarterbacks that I really just don't have any idea off of. Um, with guys that are this young, I think the rule kind of what, – what's the rule that we usually go off of, Tom? Three years? Is three years usually an appropriate three. amount of time? And three that's is three my years. personal. Yeah, and that's three years of, like, pretty heavy starting throughout the season just to kind of see where they're at. So a lot of these guys that have played one or two years and they only get maybe a start in those two years, we haven't really seen them. Like, you know, these guys could be superstars, probably not, but we don't really know. Oh, he's, he's a project kid, for sure. He's a project kid. Yeah. Um. On the next topic, let's see here. What do we think? A hot take here. Brock Purdy. Do we think that Brock Purdy can carry the Niners to the Super Bowl? No, not a Super Bowl. I think he can carry them, and I think he can play well, but not a Super Bowl. What about the NFC Championship game? Yeah, it. I I think it's possible. I think. Arguably, he could probably get them to a Super Bowl. I don't think he can win the Super Bowl. And I'm very skeptical that he could even survive well in the playoffs. I mean, he's been surviving pretty well. Yeah, but look at the defenses that he's been playing. Beyond maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are fairly banged up and are not the same Super Bowl defense from a few seasons ago, none of the defenses that Birdie has played are or any kind of terrifying to me. The Dolphins, the Bucks, and the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks, they're fine. They do not have any edge-rushing presence. I don't think that they are particularly scary. The Dolphins, again, I don't think the Dolphins are particularly scary either. If anything, the Dolphins have a, a mediocre to be possibly bad defense without Flores there. And then the Bucks again, the Bucks are very hit or miss. I think they have a good defense. I think it's just a very they, injured defense. They don't utilize the de- it well enough, the Bucks. Yeah, I think the... The problem with the Buccaneers is that they are not healthy. They do not have the same pieces, and they are put in bad spots by the Buccaneers' offense. Oh, yeah. So I I have not seen him perform against a team that makes me go, oh, okay, like this is the real deal. Now, I think maybe maybe you get a little bit of that from the Commanders, but I think the longer we see this guy play, the less we are going to like what we see. At some point, when there's enough tape on you and you face a defense that can actually make you work for your throws, you are going to be exposed. Who are who is the party? Who are the Niners going against? The Commanders. Uh, the Commanders. Yeah. See, that's not going to be anything. I mean, they have Chase Young coming off the edge, but at left end, Trent Williams is going to have him. So I don't know if Chase Young is still going to have the same impact because he's going to have to deal with Trent Williams. I'm. 
I mean, to be totally honest with you, I'm Tom loves to like kind of talk about how I'm a Brock Purdy fan, and I am. Don't get me wrong, I do like Brock Purdy, but sure. the thing is, is that he doesn't have to carry this team. Honestly, like they had success with Jimmy Garoppolo, who was just kind of the definition of average. Brock Purdy just has to be average to continue for this team to be good. The rest of this team around him is so solid that he doesn't have to come in and be a superstar. Now, sure, he's played pretty well against some admittedly mediocre to poor defenses, but like all this team really needs him to do is hand the ball off and run some good screens with CMC. This is not a team that's designed to go for the long bomb throw. He doesn't have to be precise. A lot of this team's uh, receiving yards are yards after the catch. He has been passing a lot, though. Yeah, he has been passing a lot, but like, look at how many passes he ju- he does where he drops back and he ends up just dumping it off to CMC in a in a ball that's kind of that's like behind the line of scrimmage. Like, he just has to be average. He doesn't have to be anything crazy for this team to succeed. If he is above average, if he's better than Jimmy G, which honestly, right now, I don't see why he can't be. They can make it to the Super Bowl, and I think you know any team can win it on any day. I am not ruling out that the Niners can win the Super Bowl this year, but. Brock Purdy doesn't have to be special for this team to be good. He just has to be Jimmy G, which is not that impressive. But oh, well, hold on, we, I think we, we. But if Jimmy G is average and Trey Lance is behind him, and now we're comparing Brock Purdy to be better than Jimmy G, then what is Trey Lance? Bad. Trey Lance is bad. I've been saying that since the start. I know Tom yeah, likes. He's him, not. He's bad. He, yeah, he. They, they they hype him up too much. He's not... He well, has a game and a half of action. But he also hasn't James, I think we're losing you. Yeah, we're... we're def- okay, it's not just me. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think, I think James are cutting out a little bit here. Three, has he had three well, years think- or two years to prove himself? Because... He had a year where he had a year where he didn't play because he was behind Jimmy G. He then got injured in a season-ending injury in his second game as a 49er, his first game at home, I believe. I don't think you can make any kind of value judgment based off of that sample size. That is an atrociously small sample size. But it definitely is a small sample size, and he definitely deserves more time to prove himself. I'm not saying that he could never be a good player, but from what I've seen so far, if you were to say you can have Brock Purdy or you can have Trey Lance to start for the San Francisco 49ers for the foreseeable future, Brock I'm going to say Brock Purdy every single time. But also, uh, with Lance, he's like a CMC type. He cannot stay healthy. Well, he, he had two games. Like It was two games and a very fluke injury. I don't think that you can make a value judgment on, well, he's a CMC. Two seasons, season. two, two seasons, two play. season ending injuries. No, not two season ending injuries. He didn't play last year because they were they wanted to go forward with Jimmy G. Because if you have Jimmy G in that odd gap year and you don't have to play your rookie quarterback, because we exist in an era in the salary cap where it is incredibly cheap to host a to have a rookie quarterback. It's my theory that you need to have a quarterback on a rookie quarterback contract to really just be competitive in the salary cap era if you have a cheap quarterback you're not going to play that cheap quarterback if you have someone like jimmy g where the cap hit would have been absolutely uh abysmal for your team if you were to trade or cut him it's not it's not a, a detriment to lance it's more a 
props to Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan's belief in Jimmy G that Jimmy G could take the team forward. But now with Purdy on a rookie contract, when next year when they both get healthy, do we think that Purdy is still starting if Jimmy G doesn't retire? Well, so Jimmy G won't retire, but he's not coming back to the 49ers. I believe the cap hit would be under $5 million if they got rid of Jimmy G next season. I think there is an interesting discussion to be had with Purdy, and I do think he probably has the job right now. But I also think that the 49ers have invested too much for Trey Lance to be a limp, to, uh, for Trey Lance to be like a, a third. Backup. Like if if you trade your future, you mortgage your future, you trade away multiple first round picks for a quarterback, and then you just decide, okay, we're literally we will go the other direction by taking Mister Irrelevant. I think that you, you can't do that. You have to go with the guy you invested in and give him a shot at the very least. I think Trey Lance will be starting if Jimmy G is not on the 49ers roster next season. And I think Purdy will have a chance if he plays poorly. But again, he had a game and a half of a sample size. I don't think that you, and not to mention his first game in Chicago was an absolute rain game that I don't think anyone would have looked good in, in their NFL. I agree. I definitely do think that Trey Lance is going to get the start over Purdy. Um, barring Purdy doing anything crazy, like if Purdy pops off, this team wins a Super Bowl, he's averaging four touchdowns a game, like, okay, you don't bench that going into the next season, but reasonably, yes, Trey Lance does deserve to be able to prove himself more. I don't personally think that he's going to be anything special, but, you know, he can prove himself. I want him to have that opportunity. He deserves to have that. He, The Niners have kind of mortgaged their future on Trey Lance, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, and I'm not – I don't think that draft position matters even a little bit just because college doesn't matter in the NFL at all. So I, I do think that Brock Purdy has plenty of potential, and he's shown that he can play at a pretty high level in the NFL. But Trey Lance will definitely get the start over Brock Purdy, whether or not it is deserved. Also, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to have much of a – something to – Something to prove himself going into the playoffs, having to face the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Cardinals. Three of the worst, th- three of, I'd say, the worst teams in the NFL besides the Cardinals with the 6-7 and seven record, which is barely getting them by. I think the Commanders are decent. Okay, yeah, I guess their defense is... Uh, you, okay. you do have a caller, James. Oh, do we want to take that, guess, like right now, or do we want to wait for yeah, it? All right, let's do it. Lance, welcome to the show. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an Eagle fan, but uh, uh, Mike Purdy's a rookie, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, I think quarterbacks, they come into the league a lot better prepared as rookies than they used to. You know, everybody knows that because they play more of a pro set, that wishbone offense, which it's like you're not getting any more training than you are if you're an option halfback back in the day. <laughs> So, they, you know, they have a little more experience playing a pro-type offense. I was really impressed with Purdy. He just, you know, but, you know, one game, you know, okay. He looked very confident, though. He didn't seem to be bothered. He got smashed that first play, bounced right up, you know. So, who knows? He's a rookie, but he looked pretty good. I'm afraid that, uh, you know, of course, I think my Eagles are going to the Super Bowl and going to win it, but San Francisco's a good team, even with Purdy in there. They're going to be a tough out, I think. Guys, what do we think about are are the Eagles in the NFC? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're in the AFC, right? Yep. Oh, they're in the AFC. 
playing the Cowboys, the hated Cowboys, Christmas Eve. We're going to beat them even with me. I'm saying for the NFC title game, it is Niners-Eagles. I don't hate that. Yeah, I think Vikings are fading. Vikings were good, but they're fading a little. Yeah, Vikings are definitely fading, for sure. Yeah, Vikings are going to be one of those teams that kind of don't have all the – the experience going into the playoffs they're they're a team they're that team that tom and i have always for the past couple of years kind of said that on paper they should be the best team in the nfl pretty much every single year it just never really comes to fruition but this year it seemed like they were kind of going to be that and now they're just kind of fading off i do like the niners i think that team is just so complete around the like across the board they have good players all over the place so you know brock purdy jimmy garoppolo Joe Schmo from Idaho, like the rest of this team is so good that they're going to be pretty decent no matter what. Yeah, at the risk of of kind of invalidating everything I've said, I do want to at least give a plug to Zelo. It has Brock Purdy's being more valuable than Jimmy G. Granted, it's the sample size, so you know, he has played fewer games. And then the the model has San Francisco, Philadelphia as the NFC championship with 49ers narrowly being favored over the Bills. Interesting. Now that is it is in part if you if you were to put Von Miller back in because he is injured if you're able to put his score back in it would actually increase the Bills to be better than the 49ers but without him it's the difference. Yeah, I definitely that that Niners team is just so scary. I don't think if you any any team in the NFL right now if you were to walk into the playoffs today and you were to look at your schedule and see that you're playing the 49ers, I don't care who you are, you're not confident that you win that not confident that you're going to win that you're going to be yeah no matter who's at quarterback that's a really well coached team yeah. with a lot of really talented players but but with Debo out how do we think that's gonna I don't know I think they replaced Debo pretty well with CMC honestly like well, I think he's, he's kind of he, taking that role he's projected to return by the playoffs but I do think that CMC is probably the one of the best comps you could get for Debo at least with a different position because those two are both players that you can flex in the slot, out wide, in the backfield. Like, you can put them pretty much anywhere. So, <laughs> right. Debo is, Debo is no. definitely pro- is protected by the – or I say should say the 49ers are protected from the Debo injury by CMC, assuming he stays healthy. Yeah, can I make a quick comment? Then you got another caller, so I'll, yeah, I'll go back and yeah. recall. So, here's what I think that uh, – well, think about the Eagles. And, I'm, of course, I'm biased, right, but – they're scary good in that they're getting better each week. They blow nobody out except Tennessee. They struggle with Chicago, but they do what good teams do. They figured out a way to win sloppy. Every other game they played, you know, better than the other team for enough. Chicago, they eked out a win, kind of. But they're getting better and better each week. Uh, and so, they're, they're you know, and now of course, every team, they get more cohesive. The 49ers are going to get better with Purdy the second or third time he plays. So teams improve over the year. But the Eagles, considering this is the first time that, you know, Hurts in the offseason improves so much. But he's getting better every week. You know, and the team just getting better and better. I mean, they're 14-1. and one. They haven't even had to blow anybody out. I don't know. I think they're – wow. I do. They're going to be really tough. They, they also came out with the slim weed against the Colts. I think they won it by one, was it? Mm-hmm. And also – Before you – have you yeah. seen Lance? Have you seen the um the video of Darius of the corner Darius Slayton saying, "I would switch to wide receiver when hurt at a uh, quarterback." What's that? 
Darius said that. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't, you got broken up by some of that. I'm just going to make oh. this last come. But so with San Francisco, Garofalo is your quarterback. Nobody confuses him with Aaron Rodgers, uh, prime time, you know, prime and, uh, Tom Brady or anyone or even, you know, so they, they don't, it's not a, it's not a quarterback centered offense so much as the Eagles, how Sirianni just completely redid the playbook and said, we're going to build this team, not just use Hertz as a running path. We're going to build a whole offense around his specific skill set. So they're going to be, we'll see what happens with Minshew in there instead of Hertz, not because Minshew isn't a capable replacement. He's, he's been a starter. You know, he's not a rookie. He's got experience. He played well, but the idea that it's so geared towards Hertz, it'll be interesting to see if they can shift to a different type of offense. So that's why I'm, I'm just will finish with that is that I think San Francisco, they're not as much of a quarterback centered team. So they could do without Garofalo in a way that I don't think Philly could do without Hertz, you know? Yeah, Lance, for sure. Uh, let's take this next uh, caller. Correct me if I'm wrong. Chardol, welcome to the show. How are you? So I think um, the 49ers are, are a pretty scary team right now in the NFC. Uh, in the NFC. Um, you know, I think they got, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. They got a Brock Purdy. Um, what are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Do you think he's going to have the capability of taking the Niners all, all the way to the Super Bowl? Or do you think that he's not quite ready for that type of stardom? I mean, I think he can take them to the Super Bowl. I don't think that he's going to win in this first year. I think he's definitely capable. but. I don't think it's going to happen. He will. I I would bet money that he will bring them to the NFC Championship game because, yeah, the 49ers are one of the most scary teams in the league with all the assets that Purdy has. And if Debo does return uh, by the playoffs, then that is going to be a scary team. I mean, I mean, like, it would be pretty impressive if he won them the Super Bowl because, you know, I thought this was the Niners or Jimmy Garoppolo's team. He's their quarterback. But, like, when Brock Purdy came, he's this whole different quarterback. He co- totally changed the whole dynamic of the game. Like, nobody was ever expecting that we would ever see a rookie quarterback come in and just, like, take over the game. Yeah, Purdy has been – he's been good. We kind of talked about how he hasn't really played – or the Niners haven't really played anybody particularly fantastic. So the sample size is small, and the teams that they've played have been, you know, fairly mediocre at best. So there is that. But we just kind of talked about how if they're going to go to the Super Bowl, yes, Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback. But this team is so good all around that they don't really need any kind of elite quarterback to do it. Their defense is fantastic. Their receiving weapons are amazing. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Their running game is super sound. Like They have so many other strong areas. They have Shanahan who's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Like Yes, the quarterback is an, important, is an extremely important part um, of – of a football team all around for most teams. But I would say that for the Niners, the quarterback is probably um, one of, it's one of those teams where the quarterback doesn't really matter as much because the rest of the team is so good. Yeah. So do you agree? Um, so everybody's saying Brock Purdy's quarterback number three. So um, t- tell me if you agree with this. Um, Jacob Eason, QB one, Josh Johnson, QB two, Brock Purdy, QB three. For who? Like J- Jacob Eason is the backup quarterback. He just got from the he just they just got him from the practice squad, and then they got uh Josh Johnson also from the practice squad, and then Brock Purdy's still the quarterback right now. I'm saying Brock Purdy Johnson Eason. 
So you're saying, so you're saying you want Brock Purdy to be QB one? You want Easton to be QB two? Johnson QB three? Johnson QB two, Easton QB three. Oh, I thought Brock Purdy was QB three. What? I thought Brock Purdy. They they named Brock Purdy QB three. Why would Brock Purdy be QB three? Behind I don't know. That's what they. I don't know what why they said that, but that's what they that's what they said to Brock Purdy. I, that's what I saw on the when I re, when I went on the on when I went on the web. That's what they gave. That's what they named Brock Purdy. I don't know why they named him QB three. That's not really up to me. That's up to the media. I don't think that the media that name happening. get name him QB three. I didn't really do that. So if you, you have look to talk at, to the media about that, I don't. If, I don't really know. At, I can't really. No, I can't really answer that question for you. I don't have expertise on that. If you look at ESPN's depth chart, it does have Brock Purdy listed as the starter with Josh Johnson second, Jimmy G in third, and the Trey Lance on IR is fourth. I don't know where I was looking where it said Brock Purdy was, Purdy was QB3. Maybe I was looking on a wrong website. Maybe I was looking okay. on a Hoax website. I don't think Jacob Eason is even on their roster. Yeah, I believe he's on the Colts. No. Yeah, it's it's going to be Purdy Johnson. And I think they should sign, make another signing just in case because they did have three quarterbacks go out already. So, who, um, uh, if the 49ers make it to the NFC uh, championship game, which team would you like them to face? And if they make it to the Super Bowl, which team would you like them to face? The Eagles and, uh, <sighs> the Eagles and the Jets would be. And the um, Jets. Okay, we got to be realistic here, James. Okay. I, I mean, the Eagles in the NFC, hundred percent. I think the the team that's got the best chance of making it to the NFC Championship is definitely the Eagles. From there, if the Niners were to actually advance, it's going to be the Bills or the Chiefs. I don't really think there's anybody else even vying for contention for the Super Bowl um, in the AFC. Of those two teams, I think it would be more fun to see the Chiefs just because the Niners have such a solid defense all around, whereas the Chiefs have that explosive offense. It really would be uh, an amazing just pure football spectacle to see how those two play each other. You know, you could have said 49ers-Chiefs, and it would have been a few years ago. Also relevant. Yeah, Yeah, honestly. These are two teams that have almost made it to the Super Bowl a couple times in the past couple years. It'd be awesome to finally see. Or or Niners Bills. Well, I mean, they did, but Niners Bills. Yeah, they didn't. They yeah, they did go to the Super Bowl, that, right? Yeah, that was the joke I was making. But okay. oh, but so what about how would Bills? You, how would you guys rate Kyle Shanahan as a playmaker on a scale of one to ten? Kyle Shanahan as a playmaker. Okay. He doesn't yeah. seem all that he athletic, like, so I'd have to say he's not a very good playmaker. I haven't yeah. seen him like do routes or anything. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Shardle. Uh, uh, have a have a good day. See ya. I don't even know where we left off. Do you guys remember? Well, we were talking about the Eagles. Yes, the Eagles. We were talking about the Eagles. So, uh, are we? Thinking that the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. I mean, with how weird this this entire NFL season has been, I honestly don't know who's going to beat who at any point. Do oh, I think yeah. the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now? Oh, I yes. Mean, I kind of have to say yes, just because they're 14-1. and one. At a certain point, they have proved it. Um, 
so I do think that they are probably the they're the most likely to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, but I don't I don't think that there's any guarantee for anything. They could go out in the first round. No. Yeah, but without well, hurts. Well, it won't be the it'll, it'll, gonna, it won't be the first round because they'll have the bye. No. Yeah. Well, true. Like yeah, they, just, they need you're right. they need a win. Yeah, you're right. But without hurts, <laughs> will the production be the same? No, it definitely. No, it'll hurt your schedule. It'll be different. By the time the postseason happens, right? It's not any kind of crazy injury. Yeah, Lance just put. I mean, it'll at least be four weeks. Like, assuming I think they, I think that the Eagles just need the Vikings to lose, um, and and some win in the next three weeks to lock up the the first round bye. I think he should be fine by then. I don't. I if I were the Eagles, I would not rush him back by any means. Yeah, and also, uh, I think you guys will agree with this. Uh, Coach of the year going to Dan Campbell. If they do make the playoffs. This is something that Tom and I actually talked about on our show yesterday. We both uh, pulled our coach of the year candidates. I said Dan Campbell, but yes, that was contingent on if they, if the Lions do make the playoffs. Um, Tom, you, if they don't, you still think that. But if they don't and finish with a winning record, do you think that they will, st- he will still be named coach of the year? No. No, I think it goes to Sirianni at that point. I think he, I think so. My pick yesterday was that it'll be Sirianni if the Lions don't make the playoffs. Even if the Lions do, it, it will likely still be Sirianni. But if we see, for example, that hurts, if, if the Eagles look like a tire fire when they play the Cowboys, I think it's they- very realistic that it it goes to Campbell because of how good the Lions have looked, and then it also might lend an MVP case to Hurts. Uh, but with Hurts hurt, uh, if he doesn't see action for the rest of the regular season until, like, the last game, do you think that ups chances for Mahomes and Geno? Oh, it definitely, okay, not Geno. Geno is no longer a realistic candidate. Mahomes, yes, absolutely. Mahomes would still be. No, Geno is not going to make the MVP race. You know as well. You know, credit to credit to Seattle. Gino's not making the MVP race. Hundred percent. If it's it's either going to be Hertz or it's going to be Mahomes, and there's really no, there's not even like a realistic third place in the league. I could see Josh Allen, maybe. I have the top five right here. Uh, in the Athletic, I'll give you the Athletic and Betting GM. On the athletic, we have Patrick Mahomes in first, Jalen Hurts in second, Josh Allen in third, Tyreek Hill in fourth, Lamar Jackson in fifth. And on BetMGM, it is Patrick Mahomes at one, Allen at two, Tua at three, Burrow at four, Geno Smith at five. It should tell you how wide open the race is that Tyreek Hill actually cracked the list as MVP. And and Lamar, too. Yeah, like Lamar, how, how, Lamar is how not even gone this race is. thought about. Yeah. I, like, well, Lamar has been injured for so long that, like, that, that alone should tell you if he's in the top five that it is going to one of two people, it's Mahomes or Hurts. Yeah. But uh, off – Oh no! I, I'm sorry. You guys talked about this last night, but uh, 
what you said the chances on the Browns making the playoffs is one percent. According to five thirty eight, yeah. Oh. <sighs> well, go Lions. <laughs> I mean, who else is there really to vote for? I feel like everybody deep down is going for the Lions. I, I'd imagine Packers fans aren't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I I wouldn't mind seeing the Lions make it in. Of course, I would love to see the Packers make it in way way ahead. But if we're out of it and the Lions make it in, just for kicks and giggles and see what happens, I think they kind of deserve it after all these. Oh yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's fair. Dan Campbell really changed the whole thing. I feel like the Lions have are one of the best teams in the league because. In every game that they have lost, it has been cl- very close. Their offense has definitely been explosive. I do think that they should stick with Jared Goff. I mean, he's only like 27, so he is definitely the quarterback um, for the foreseeable future there. I don't think they should go into the draft like going for any kind of quarterback or anything like that. They really just need to hit the defense really hard. They, they've they kind of come into their own recently, but at the beginning of the season, gosh, they were just so bad. And they just need to be more consistent. If they can consistently be better, even if they only allow, you know, 20, 23 points a game somewhere in there, if their offense remains like this, they're still going to win a lot of games with how many points. They- for sure, yeah. I'd say if they let up, like you said, but I'm going to say if they can keep it to 20 a game, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl is a little optimistic. I don't think that they're quite there yet, but I do think that they can make, you know, maybe a, a game or two into the playoffs, but... I mean, even that, if you would have told a Lions fan two years ago that two years from now we could talk about them as a potential playoff team, I that they wouldn't have even believed you. The most diehard No, I mean, I when the Goff trade originally happened, I was like, yeah, the, the Lions just got dramatically worse, and I, you know, I'm going to have to eat some crow on that one. Yeah. Do we want to wrap it up here or want to get one more topic in here? We can do another topic if you want. All right. So, with Devin Duvernay hurt, the Ravens have picked up Sammy Watkins, who was cut by the Green Bay Packers. Sammy Watkins is going to get the start with Deshaun Jackson. I think this was definitely a good pickup for the Ravens. They needed another playmaker to be able to come out there. Um and kind of just present themselves as a target. Yes, he's aging. He's not quite as fast as he once was. But honestly, I do think that he was a he was just a fine as a receiver with the Packers. He deserved more reps than he got. He didn't really get a lot of targets, and I never understood it. I liked having him on the team. He was a good kind of security blanket. He's an older player, a lot of experience. He could teach those young guys like the Packers needed him to. But I, I, I don't understand why we decided to cut him. We really just didn't give him a chance when he deserved it. So I do think the Ravens are going to use him well, and I look forward to seeing him perform. And also, yeah. uh, Allen is dealing with an elbow. Do we think that's going to be a problem going into – because they're going to play him if he can play, but do we think if he re-injures it, is it going to be a problem come playoff time? I did want to just quickly note, it, I think the pickup for the Ravens looks even better if you remember that he played for the Ravens for two seasons before 
becoming a free agent and then going over to the the Packers. So he already knows the system. Watkins. Did he play with Jackson? Deshaun Jackson? Watkins? Not not Deshaun. Watkins played for the Ravens, though. Yeah. So he has chemistry with Lamar and with Huntley on some level. Yeah, I mean, we really do forget about that Ravens season when we we look back on his career. We think about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do, like, one or two more. Josh Allen, limited participant in practice with the elbow. Like I said, they're going to play him if he can play, but... Will he, um, if he re-injures, will, will that be a problem come playoff time? I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's your elbow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be great. An injury is an injury. Obviously, it's never something you want to see. But Josh Allen is one of those toughest, one of those guys that I would label as one of the toughest in the league. I think he's going to play just fine. Um, that team's pretty good overall. I don't foresee them really suffering that much. And if it's an elbow injury, unless it's something crazy, it probably isn't going to be super long-term. And if they can just get him some rest, then he should. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's the Bears. I think he might be able to get pulled at halftime if the game goes right. Yeah. And do we want to hear the top 10 QB rankings to wrap it up? Are these yours or ESPN? No, the NFL.com. NFL.com. Yeah. Shoot. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Jalen Hurts. But I would not count Hurts in because he is hurt right now. But he has been a great this year. Josh Allen at number three. Burrow at four. Herbert at five. I don't really agree with that because he has been underperforming this year, in my opinion. What are they, like seven and something or eight and something? Seven and seven, I think. Yeah, and I also don't think that he should be above Tua. Tua's at six, one below Herbert. I don't think that that is um, realistic. I don't know. Those guys all kind of right there. You can argue for any of them. I think probably the guys like, what, four through maybe seven or eight. All those guys are kind of interchangeable. They're all really close. Yeah. I think it helps that. Herbert has a head-to-head win against Tua. Not that, you know, wins are a QB stat, but I think if you had to at least make some sort of tiebreaker designation, it would be that. Yeah, and then at seven, moving up six spots from last week, we have Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has looked really good in the past couple of weeks. If you get rid of the, the Lions game, he absolutely, I think, can you can make a very clear case for him to be on the list. I don't know. Yeah, fairly on the like the entire season over the past couple weeks. Yeah, sure. I can, I can, I can. I guess I can agree with that. He has looked a whole lot better over the course of the entire season, though. I'd put him maybe just outside the top ten. I still want to see improve a little bit more and um, stop having those you know fluky games where he's really, um, really not performing. If he could just kind of get a little more consistent with getting rid of those, yeah, I do think he could be he could be top ten over the course of. Oh, this list list is all 32 teams. But I agree with you, Tony, for sure. But 
uh, next we have Prescott. I don't really have much to say about Dak. I mean, he's had an int- an okay season with two thousand yards, hundred fourteen rushing yards in nine games. He had. Two- Yeah, I I don't really particularly love Dak's spot on the list being that high. He's played fine. I have not been wowed by him by any means. I think that his touchdown-interception ratio is a little bit concerning. But, you know, he's playing he's playing fine. The Cowboys are winning games if you don't count that uh, tough overtime loss to Jacksonville. But it, it, it's fine. Yeah, okay. I did not know this, but... Justin Fields has clinched 1,000 rushing yards. Yeah, I saw that. I don't. I don't put Justin Fields in the top ten. I honestly don't put Justin Fields in the he top is, twenty for quarterbacks right he now. Is, he is number ten. I don't. I don't understand that. I think he's great at rushing, but if you're a quarterback that's great at rushing and you can't really throw all that well, you're not really a quarterback. So I think he's in the closer to the bottom ten in the NFL for me right now in the top ten. But you know, we'll see. You know, Tony, I'm starting to think you just don't like rushing quarterbacks. First Lamar, now Fields. Like, I'm starting to pick up on a trend. I don't like rushing quarterbacks that also can't really throw. Like, I love Josh Allen because he's a very talented thrower, but he can also run when he needs to. I like Jalen yeah, Hurts. What, like, name, name a target on the Bears that you're like, oh, Lord, I'm terrified of that man. Well, I don't any, but even when he Alan does. Robinson's like, on the Rams, though. I mean, I'm sorry. Chase Claypool. No, I'm not really particularly scared of Chase Claypool. I think they have weapons, but even when you know, even when they have a receiver that's running a decent route, like you don't have to be a great receiver to run great routes. Every now and then, a mediocre receiver can run a great one and burn a guy. Even when that happens, he still misses the throw, or he pulls it down too quickly and runs it too early. He just isn't a very good thrower of the football. Yes. Do we want to look at the bottom ten as well? No, oh, we, we can we can wrap it. We're getting pretty close to the hour. All mark. right, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening to halftime with James Lake with Tony and Tom. Uh, this has been fun. Thank you guys for coming on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. See you guys. All right.